the college football experience, North Carolina Tar Heels, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score, score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that is sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey everybody. Joe Theismann here. You're listening to S G P N. So do this. Let it ride. Football experience, North Carolina Tar Heels 2023 season preview episode. The song will keep playing if I don't stop it. And then perhaps the same could be said about Mac Brown. He'll keep coaching. He'll keep coaching until he drops. All right, until the until the Lord stops it. Perhaps he is in. He's gonna be 72 years old by the time the season kicks. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, he's a young 72, a young 72, young 72. And look, I think that's one of the keys of life. Just don't retire. Just keep working. All right. Uh, so, so look for me to do this podcast. Uh, God willing, if I can get to 72 years old folks, I am joined. Well, no, wait, I haven't introduced myself. Uh, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby swing database, Dan, AKA pick. Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes. Yes, we are talking Tar Heel football. Make sure you go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience to, to watch the episode live. I mean, this team's always got talent on the football field. They need. They need to just grab a, uh, a, a a championship in the ACC, though. Come on, look! I am joined by my co-host. Uh, give it up for. Well, you know, he is a Duke fan. I should preference it with that. But uh, uh, <laughs> keep keep on listening, folks. Keep on listening. Uh, but yes, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free like giving farmer, farmer, Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. You know, out of respect, I didn't wear any Duke gear. I instead I wore a UNCW hat <laughs> for some reason. That counts. But that wanna, counts, right? There you go. I'm, I'm gonna try to be impartial, unbiased, and fair here. But at the end of the day, I guess take everything I say with a grain of salt. You are you. You say you're an ACC specialist. All right. Do I? Well, they said. <laughs> they said. They. They. The interwebs. To quote George W. Bush. All right. This is uh, North Carolina University. How much talent has came out of North Carolina from from Jeff Saturday? I will lean. I'll, I'll go right into it with Jeff Saturday to. Uh, <laughs> That's right. To Ronald, strange, strange player to lead with. Okay. To, to Ronald Curry, to Harris Barton. All right. To, <laughs> to Lawrence Taylor, to Oscar to Dre, Davenport, to, to Dre Bly and Chris Keldorf all the and way. Jason Stanisek. There you go. All the way to Julius peppers and, uh, and, and Sam Howe with the Washington Redskins and, uh, and uh, now we have Drake may and just a, a slew of talent slew of talent there, but man, you got to wonder, I, I mean, what do you currently, first off, is this a make or break year for Mac Brown and C Nick? I don't think it's make or break. I mean, he won nine games last year, uh, which was his best year 
at UNC, at least the second time he was at UNC, because he did, he won over 10 games. Uh, let's see here, three times in, at his first stint in the 90s in Chapel Hill. Hasn't hit 10 yet, but he's been solid there. And really, I mean, he inherited a mess under Larry Fedora, where the last two years they won, they went three and nine and two and nine. Well, so, you, you're, you're, you're right there in, you know, in Raleigh, which is not far from Chapel Hill. And I think if you, if you, said, Hey, you know, we started out uh, nine and one with the one loss being to Notre Dame. Yeah. And you lost the final four games of the season. It's a little disappointing, right? Of course. I mean, at one point you thought, or people thought fans thought that there was a chance that they could go to the playoffs. (laughs) Now they ended up making the ACC championship game partially because the coastal has always been weaker than the Atlantic. And they got blown out by Clemson in that game. But overall, I still think you chalk up the season as a success. Now, here's the issue was in those one in that nine and one stretch, there was six of them were one score games. Yeah. Six and five of them were a field goal or less. Yeah. So UNC was six and oh in those games that were decided by one score. And then that's not that's not sustainable. And therefore and you saw it happen because in, in that four game losing streak, a couple of those were losses that were only by one score. So the question I ask you, yeah, six, six and three in one score games. Uh, unbel- I mean, it's unbel- It's almost impossible for that to happen again this year. I would say um, not impossible, but very unlikely. But uh, so you think, I mean, cause I, I'm curious. So Mac Brown moves to one and three in bowl games. And he has done a good job, and I'm not I'm not calling for him to be fired. But you got to wonder if he finishes this year, say seven and five, with a bowl loss, would be one and four in bowl games, and then he would be seventy three years old at the start of the kick the next season. The question is, are you just? I mean, maybe he steps down, but I don't see him getting fired this year unless things go like really bad. Yeah, I, I think right now the fan base is excited with the Drake May buzz, the Heisman potential stuff, and there, you know, Sam Howell. There was Sam Howell for Heisman, Heisman potentially, and UNC will always be a basketball school, so they don't have as high of, of standards in football as you know Clemson or or SEC schools. So well, they right need now, to I be. think he's on. They need to be because that's uh, a fair point. Yeah, but right right now I think he's on firm ground, and I think a seven five or, or an eight and four season would would keep him kind of in that same kind of the same status as he is right now. And I think he wants to stay coaching, from what I understand, for the next coming you know for the future. So uh, there's that. All right, look, we're gonna talk all about Mac Brown. And uh, hopefully he'll be dancing in Charlotte again against the South Carolina Gamecocks <laughs> when the season starts. Uh, but uh, look, before we before we do that, we're going to talk all about the offense, the defense, the special teams. Go game by game on the Tar Heels schedule. Try to forecast how the 2023 season will go. But uh, yeah, before we do that, I want to tell you that the College Football Experience North Carolina Tar Heels 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, uh, look, the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard DGen. Sign up uh, for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL totals contest with a thousand dollars first place prize giveaway, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. I'm sure we'll be Diving into the stories, might have a couple good stories uh, involving uh, our dearly departed friend Mike One Leach, uh, and it's an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from also decades of being DJs. You might get a, a story about how Patty C cost me ten grand with the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> um, uh, there's even a Discord channel for our patrons. And look, the Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. So don't, this is not one of these things. We're not trying to be Vegas Dave over here doing some bullshit like that. Uh, uh, the patron is, is just a great way to, to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling because we are still independent. All right. Uh, yeah, that was great. I was at mountain West media day next to these million dollar corporations sitting there. Oh, this is so-and-so from CBS. Yeah. This Who are all- those suits? This is old pick Dundee from SGPN. Get the <laughs> hell out of my way, buddy. Um, yeah, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. 
All right, we are back on the college football experience, North Carolina Tar Heels 2023 season preview episode. And I feel it's only fitting to talk about uh, as we lean into this, talk about the fact that Phil Longo is gone, right? He is now with the Wisconsin Badgers and the Dairy Raid offense. Um, so Chip Lindsay uh, coming in as the new OC of North Carolina, and uh, we, we we're going to talk more about that in a second. But then another thing you got to talk about is the transfer portal because it's just absolutely insane. If you're not Army, Navy, Air Force, or strangely Clemson, then uh, everyone everyone else is is just all in on the portal. So let's talk about what's leaving the Tar Heels in 2023 before we talk about what's what's coming in. Safety Jaquarius Conley, four-star transfer in the portal right now. That's what's crazy. There's some good names out there still. Um linebacker Gabe Stevens, four-star transfer portal. Uh he's he haven't landed anywhere yet. Cornerback uh, Ladison DeAndre Hollins heads out to Biff Pogey, and Biff Pogey seems like if we're talking North Carolina football, we should talk about the whole state. Biff Pogey, that's a that's a guy who's super pissed off at the world right now. He, he's <laughs> slamming things down. He's going on radio shows talking about they're all idiots, right? People are uh, the media's idiots. Love me some Biff Pogey, so maybe uh, uh, DeAndre Hollins there will will be a, a nice fit for them. Linebacker Bryson Jennings is going to Liberty, the Flaming Libs up in uh, Virginia. Uh, wide receiver Justin Olson's heading out to Rick Stockstill, the NASCAR driver in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, this one hurt, I think. Keyshawn Silver, defensive lineman, four star, transfers out to Kentucky. Ouch. Not a starter, but he was in that rotation. Definitely, you know, was on the field a decent chunk. Well, not only uh, that, I heard that he was like, I mean, he was very young. I heard he was going to be a stud. So, and I've already heard Kentucky is raving about him. So uh, that ain't good. But uh, Storm Duck, the cornerback, he is now a Louisville Cardinal with Jeff Brom. Cornerback uh, Dante B- uh, Belfour. He is with Biff Pogey as well. Biff Pogey's bi- he means business. Cornerback uh, <laughs> and, and Belfour, four-star transfer, might I add. Cornerback uh, Tony Grimes, one of the best players of the team a season ago, or coming into the season last year. He's now a Texas A&M Aggie. Cornerback uh, Cam Kelly, another four-star, heading out to the Virginia Cavaliers, the Wahoos. Tight end Kendall Carr going to Tim Beck in Coastal Carolina. Uh, cornerback Tymir Brown going to the East Carolina Pirates. Strictly a business decision. Then you have the likes of defense lineman Jalil Taylor heading out to Old Dominion. And then you have safety Dontavius Nash heading out to East Carolina. I get it. I really do get it. Uh, then we have uh linebacker or defensive end, Chris Collins heading out to uh, the Minnesota golden Gophers to PJ Fleck rowing the boat. Then we have hey, linebacker- they play this year. Come on. Yeah, that is. Yeah. What the hell's going on there? Uh, linebacker rah, rah Dilworth. Great name. He said, well, I think it's time for me to, to step my game up a little bit, head over to East Carolina. <laughs> Uh, quarterback Jacoby Criswell goes to the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's a sneaky good gig. Remember, Jefferson got dinged up. Might work out for him there. Uh, and kicker Jonathan Kim goes to the Michigan State Spartans. I think I got them all. That's a lot to lose, though, NC Nick, right? Yeah, you know, especially I think on the defensive side of the ball, got hit harder. Uh, the defense was not good last year. So <laughs> addition by subtraction, maybe I but don't they know. were all big uh, recruits. Some of those were big time recruits. Storm duck was like a huge recruit. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks, it looks like the secondary especially got hit hard, but UNC's past defense was the worst in the ACC last year. Um, and, and, and I know you're about to get to it, but they do bring in some guys defensively, but almost a complete overhaul kind of on defense. Yeah. Words of Chisdom. All right. Gene Chisnick, uh, still the uh, defensive coordinator there. Um, Let's get to what's what's coming in here. Uh, we got 
Georgia State safety Antavius Lane heading to North Carolina. Coming out of the Sun Belt, you get some of those Sun Belt guys. They could play Nate McCollum at wide receiver from Georgia Tech. Hey, I actually think this is a nice get. I think McCollum, Jeff Collins, they couldn't throw the forward pass well as much as he wants them to give the triple option shit when they when he first comes in. It's not like this guy was lighting the world on fire with this passing attack. Uh, safety Derek Allen also comes in from the Yellow Jackets, going in conference. What's going on? Uh, this this was a huge get here. Devontae Walker from Kent State. Yeah. Sean Lewis uh, had this 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 guy, you know, looking like a. He, I think he could be in the NFL. Uh, so obviously you lose Josh Downs, but uh, that's a nice get. Uh, offensive lineman. This was a huge one too. Willie Lampkin, one of the best players on Coastal Carolina, not named McCall. Uh, he comes in and then uh, Virginia tech cornerback Armani Chapman comes in brutal, just disgusting. All this movement kicker Ryan Coe also comes in from the Cincinnati Bearcats, Florida state linebacker, Amari Gaynor comes in to the Tar Heels. Uh, and I believe, oh no, we have, they have a punter, Tom Maganis coming in from the portal. And then uh, uh, don't look now, this was a sneaky, good get. And I've heard he's been really impressing in uh in camp or spring ball was cornerback Elijah Huzzy from East Tennessee State. Hey, if you go back and look at Florida State's six, you know season last year, there's gonna be a name that certain that certainly pops off. And his name was Jared Verse, who came from Albany. Sometimes you can find we just did an interview with Phil Steele this morning. Go listen to that episode. But uh he was talking about how there's been a, a great uh rate of uh FCS transfers that hit Going to yeah. the F, going to the FBS because uh, not only is there good football on the FCS level, they have a chip on their shoulder and they want sure. to prove that they can play sure. at the Makes FCS sense. level. So uh, look no further than Elijah Huzzy. Uh, and uh, so let me ask you: Do you think they won or lost the transfer portal? NC Nick. I'm gonna say a slight win because I think both the receivers you named will be starters for him. Both the cornerbacks you name will be starters for them. So they brought in more starters than they lost. They definitely took a, a hit on depth, but overall, I'd say it's a slight win. Slight win. Well, let's 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 dive. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, especially if 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 both those wideouts end up starting. I am curious to see how those really highly talented talented uh, players defensively, especially on a defense that has sucked lately. Like what? What was the miss there? Did they just miss on the the grading of them in high school, or I, I'm just right. uh, did they miss on just uh, what they were coaching them up to be? Right. I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out because I mean, it's not like they went to to bad schools. Kentucky sure. is is raving about Keyshawn Silver. Storm Duck is now at Louisville. Uh, now, don't forget, he couldn't cut it at Penn State. <laughs> Yeah, he he originally transferred to Penn State and then left there. I mean, we don't know why he left there, but yeah. my hunch is that you know maybe he wasn't going to start there either. So or yeah, but or also we forgot to mention. Go ahead. I was going to say, or maybe Louisville paid more. Could be. Who uh, who knows, man? Maybe he didn't get yeah. along with somebody up there. Maybe he wanted to be closer to home. I don't even know where his home is. But who who we don't know. But also we forgot to mention Lampkin also, who's going to start on the O line. So I mean, That's you got at least one. five yeah. starters from the portal. So. I, I agree. I think I think slight win, but I'm curious to see how those defenders play elsewhere. Grimes going to Texas A and M. I mean, what happens if they make the playoffs and he's a st- starting for them? Sure, uh, sure. Oh, stuff to pay attention to. And uh, yeah, look. I mean, let's talk about the offensive side of the ball because Phil Longo is gone, and last year they were a top twenty offense. Yes, twenty fifth in scoring offense, sixty sixth in rush offense, eleventh in pass offense, charting at the ninth. Best offense in the country, but uh, he's gone. Longo's gone, which makes you wonder because now, you know, Chip Lindsay comes in, which was an interesting hire. I was not expecting that to be the hire. Not to say that it's bad, I just didn't really see that one coming. They bring back nine starters if you include Lampkin, uh, which is that, that's impressive. Drake May might and be. And if f- you include Walker, too, I believe. Yeah, and McCollum, I think. I think you got to count okay. in all those guys. But yeah, yeah. um uh you know, Drake May might be the might be might win the Heisman trophy. 
They might have a Heisman Trophy winner on this team. You know, they might have. He a had a fantastic first year as a starter, but I've been telling this in a couple pods. His first uh, what nine games he played really lights out. Down the stretch, the four losses that ended the year, he only averaged 227 passing yards per game, which was down from about over 300, I think, in the first nine. Four touchdowns of four interceptions in the last four games, and only 57 percent completion percentage. So as the schedule intensity ratcheted up, his play went down. I mean, that's expected to some degree, but you have to wonder, you know, did teams figure out that offense, you know, cause he didn't play that great down the stretch. That's basically what I'm getting at. Are, are you at all worried? Like we saw Tyler Van Dyke be a stud two years ago. Yeah. Now Mario Cristobal comes in and uh, you know, Josh Gaddis essentially. So he went from, he went from the air raid offense to Josh Gaddis. So he went from Rhett Lashley to Josh Gaddis. Could, do we worry about the slump here as a sophomore slump situation? Uh, or do you think that's just good? It's just, that's nonsense. He's just an unbelievable talent. He's gonna be a stud. Uh, Drake may is very good. Okay. But yes, there's some concerns how he ended last year and this year with the new offense coordinator almost all new receivers. There has to be some concern there. I, I think he's going to have a fine season. I don't think he's going to win the Heisman because I don't know if UNC is going to be quite good enough to win the Heisman. I'm really, you have, you have to be flirting with the college football playoffs in order to win the Heisman these days, right or wrong. That's they did a year is. ago though. Kind of until <laughs> they fizzled out and lost yeah. four in a row. <laughs> uh, well, look, I can tell so, you one. Yeah, we'll see though, but it's interesting with some of the new faces there. I, I really hope they try to run the ball better. Cause like, like if you look at, at uh, what were they 66 in rushing offense, their running back room has studs, man. Amari and Hampton popped off screen as a freshman. They have Elijah green. They still have British books. Remember he tore his ACL before the season last year. Yeah. They still have Caleb hood and Petway. Like they have, they have a really good running back room. I wonder, you know, if that's a point of emphasis from chip Lindsay is, Hey, we got to get a little more physical, try running the ball more. I don't know. Drake may also is a very good runner as a quarterback. So this offense should be able to really stress out the defense, especially, you know, when you add in the fact that if Dante, uh, if Devontae Walker and, and Nate McCollum, who I think are very talented wideouts, can produce at the level we think they can. Now I know they're excited about Gavin Blackwell, a sophomore. Uh, they return Bryson Nesbitt, their tight end. Um, He's good. The offensive line looks like it should be improved. Uh, basically, bringing back five starters if you add in Lampkin, because they got Corey Gaynor, uh, Miami transfer from a couple of years ago, penciled in to be the the, set, the starting center. I mean, where's the flaw here on this offense? I would I would say physicality in years past. So sure, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you mentioned all those running backs. I don't know if any of them are Michael Carter or Javante Williams. It, while it's rare for a backfield to have two still, of those guys that's in college up playing the pro. still. Still, uh, they're I think very deep. Yeah, completely agree. And I do like some of those guys. I think they'll be just fine at at running back. Uh, the passing attack, I think, should be fine too. And the O line is experienced and talented. So, yeah, if you're looking at the offense, there's certainly a lot to like, and there better be because the way the defense has played last couple of years, they're going to need to put up points. Yeah, one of the more baffling things in all of college football: proving recruiting rate, re- recruiting rankings, really to be a sham. Uh, one of the examples, I know you could say Texas or Miami over the past, you know, but uh, I don't understand how they're this bad. They return eight starters though, even though they had a, a lot of players leave, they were 101st in scoring defense, 85th against the run 115th against the pass, charting at 115 overall. Absolutely terrible. One of the top 16 worst defenses in the nation last year. Unfucking believable. Gene, Gene Chizik does have his work cut out for him in that capacity. Um, you and look, we're gonna pile on with some bad stats. Also, last in the ACC in sacks. How? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Wait, they have some good players, man. You know, they have one of the best linebackers in the conference. Uh, the defensive line, Cedric Gray, is a beast. Uh, you know, and. Last year with Storm Duck and, and Tony Grimes, you thought the cornerbacks were really good too. So they they have players there, but they just haven't been able to put it all together defensively. Obviously, it's, it's just weird that. And then one guy transfers out to Kentucky, and, and Mark Stoops is raving about him, saying this guy's going to be a stud. 
And right. Kentucky's right. a good defense. It makes you wonder. It just makes you wonder about what's happening there. The defensive line should look pretty damn good, though. Miles Murphy, Kevin Hester, and Deshaun, or I'm sorry, Desmond Evans. Uh, all there, you know, I know they're excited also about, uh, Tamari Fox at the nose guard spot as well. I mean, they should be pretty good linebacking core, uh, Cedric gray power. One of the best names power Eccles, uh, Deandre Boykins. I mean, they, they should be a pretty good fucking defense. I don't understand how yeah, I think bad. I slipped up and mentioned Cedric Gray was a defensive lineman, but no, obviously he's a linebacker and and one of the best in the ACC. Fourth team, uh, all ACC a year or all AAC a year ago. Um, secondary, they got a Marcus Allen. It's always good to have a Marcus Allen on your, on your, in, in, on your <laughs> football hurts. team. They have a Bo uh, Jackson also. Yeah, <laughs> they need one. Uh, <laughs> look, I mean, this is the question. I think you circle the secondary because yes. Uh, Giovanni Biggers is back and same with Elijah Huzzy, but, uh, or yeah, he's not even back, but he's a returning starter from uh, East Tennessee state. So the question is, is Ken Marcus Allen step up? Can Don Chapman step up? What about the Virginia tech transfer uh, Armani Chapman? Can he step up? Because that seems to be an area uh, of clear weakness. 116th a year ago. Their kicker and punter are well. Their kicker is is a starter that was at Cincinnati, <laughs> and then their punter was second team All ACC a year ago in Ben Kierman or Kiernan. Uh, I, I they're an anomaly. I don't understand. Like the defense, <laughs> I, I like I look at this and say they should be good, but I'm like I've I, watched. I'm laughing because I don't mean to pile on, but remember App State scored 40 points against UNC in the fourth quarter of the game last year. 40 points in the fourth quarter. Now, UNC won the game still, but oh, you know, no, no, no. Shows they you. got super lucky to win that game they because App did. State went for two. The guy's wide open uh, and the quarterback airmails yeah. it. Um right. I just don't know how. I mean, and in the schedule, shout out to the Tar Heels because they uh 10 power fives and Appalachian State and Campbell, who preseason some people have them as a top twenty five FCS school. Bowie's uh, Creek is right down the road too. Mike Minter doing a damn good job there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think the defense will be better this year? <laughs> I can't sit here and say that. Do you I think mean, the offense be will be better this year? I can't say that either. No, I, I don't think the offense will be much worse either. Though I think the offense is still very good, and I think the defense is still very suspect. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder because they won a lot of close games a year ago. We're gonna go game by game on this very schedule. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, North Carolina Tar Heels season previews brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner. And Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of different markets. Maybe your state doesn't offer gambling. Here's the quarterback sneak. Uh, plus plenty of opportunities to win with their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter their best ball mania where first place gets $3 million. Uh, head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Hopefully you're subscribed on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, but wherever you get podcasts at, we host this. This is the college football experience. We also host the FCS college football experience podcast all separately from the, the previous podcast. I mentioned uh, the college basketball experience. Whoa. Season starts. We're less than a hundred days away. Folks get ready for that ACC preview. Get ready for Hubert Davis. A big year for Hubert Davis, uh, as they had a just unbelievable, unbelievable year in the transfer portal too. Uh, we're gonna have you covered there, so subscribe to that feed. College baseball experience as well, and we come together as one on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. So check that out. Subscribe, tell a friend, get over to iTunes, give us a five star review, all that good stuff. So if you're watching on YouTube right now, you're gonna see the sweet graphic. Shout out to Cam Kerr. The win total sitting at eight. Eight. They won nine last year. Mm, and that I, was Drake May's first year as a starter, or, you it, know, basically leading the team. And I do believe I locked up the over last year and that hit. Um, but last year it was what at like seven or seven yeah, and a half? Yeah. 
but it makes it, it makes it mighty interesting. I'm just going right now to, to check out the juice on this. Uh, but what's your first reaction on, on, on the eight over remember no more divisions in the ACC. So no more divisions. First reaction you think, Oh, well, that man. hurts. That hurts coastal teams. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. And I, I think it's minus minus one ten, minus one ten. So it was really telling you, um, Oh, you said it's at eight right now. Well, he, okay. Cause uh, I I'm, saw, I saw eight and a half a little earlier. So, so maybe there wait, is, I'm going to check right now. I'm going to check right now to make sure this is accurate uh, over. I'm going to check DraftKings right now. And, and um, obviously books might vary a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably an eight out there, but I uh, just want to just try to get, he might've made this graphic a week ago and things change. Um, that, that, this, that, that could be big too. Cause I think you would see he's going to hover around this number somewhere between seven and nine. Yeah. Uh, so where are we at here? Let's see what we got here. I can't stand how DraftKings doesn't do it alphabetically. You're yeah. just, there's just no rhyme or reason as far as the, as the order of teams they have. Yeah. Do and it alphabetically or by conference or something. Come on. So scroll through 133 teams. Yeah. I'm, s- I'm seeing a flat eight right now. Minus okay, 130, right. minus 130 to the over plus okay. 110 to the under. So, Makes sense. so they brought down a line, increase the juice. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's break it down here. Cause week one, oh man. in Charlotte, I wish this was on campus. They should do a home and home though. Uh, that would be fun. Spencer Rattler last time Mac Brown pulled the old upset in his first ever game as a Tar Heel. Well, first ever game back to North Carolina. Cause he was previously the head coach. They pulled off a big upset against will Muschamp in South Carolina. Can he do it against a Beamer? This game's that very wasn't the last time they played though, because they played in the uh, the Duke Mayo Bowl. That's in right, 2021. It also in Charlotte, and in that game, South Carolina won uh, 38-21. They ran for over 300 yards of offense, ooh, rushing ooh, yards. Ooh, ooh. And that's been UNC's problem: is a lack of physicality on the lines. And I think they're going to have run into the same issue here. Obviously, it's a 50-50 game here; it could go either way. But the game could be very important if you're trying to hit this over. But I'm gonna go Gamecocks. I think you gotta lean game Gamecocks, but like I don't. I mean, I don't feel great about this. I think this is one of the better of games. Not. Yeah, one of the yeah. better games of week one. Uh, so yeah, zero and one, and then there it is again. Appalachian State, who the last time they went to Chapel Hill won in Chapel Hill. I, I don't believe that was the Brown era, though. Was it? Was that Mac Brown era? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think so, because that was 2019, I want to say maybe. Okay. 2020. Yes, then it was the Mac Brown era. So Appalachian State, obviously they won into te- they went into Texas A&M last year and won. Uh can they do it again? No Chase Bryce anymore, but App State still's got that running back Nate Noel who's a stud. Uh man, this game is a sneaky game. I'm going to take I'm going to take UNC to get this, but I don't feel great about this. So yeah, that was 2019, which that's still Mac Brown, right? That was his first year. So it was Mac Brown's first year. App State won 34-31. I'm gonna take UNC here. I think um, App State's gonna have a redshirt freshman at quarterback, most likely. This will be his first ever road trip. Not that playing in Chapel Hill is all that daunting, but um, App State's got some. App State has more question marks entering the year than UNC does. So I'll, I'll take the Tar Heels to go one on one. All right. And then PJ Fleck rowing the boat into Chapel Hill. This is one though. Now, obviously, Tanner Morgan's gone, but it could be addition by subtraction because now they got the Greek rifle and this guy, dual threat, dual threat. Um, uh, here's one thing I had to do here. I had to take, I had to lean Minnesota because of the, you want to talk about physicality? Minnesota's like a top 20 defense and they, well, well, I know Muhammad Ibrahim's gone, but they, they even before before Ibrahim, they just been running the ball really well. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm favoring. This is still a 50 50 game, but I favor Minnesota by like a field goal. I'm going to go UNC here. Cause I, one thing that UNC can do is put up points. Minnesota struggles to hit 20. 
You know, so I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up on the road with this fast paced Tar Heels offense. I agree. It's a 50, 50 game. I had UNC losing the first 50, 50 game to SC. I think they win this one to go two and one. Nope. Not joining you here. Uh, now <laughs> they head to uh, that ridiculous stadium, uh, Heinz field. Uh, I mean, I like Heinz for Steelers. Pitt, Pitt's got to play on campus, but uh, be nice. Uh, I think they're glad they get Pittsburgh in September where it's not cold. So there's that, but I gotta be honest, I favor Pittsburgh, but this is a 50, 50 game. They have four, like almost four 50, 50 <laughs> games to start the season. So maybe you're right by saying potentially two and two. I think I lean though. Like if I had to set the line, I lean one and three. Ooh, man, you got a slow start for the tar heels. Well, if Drake may was on Heisman, uh, hopeful watches, uh, if they go one and three, he's probably not on those anymore, but I have them losing this game because they, they have lost the last two at Heinz field, even though UNC won last year, pretty easily 42, 24, but I think on the road here, give me Pitt, And um, I have them at two and two. You have them at one and three, right? One and three. And my main thing is like, these are like power running teams. They're playing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I know sure. their pass defense was worse than their rush defense, but their rush defense wasn't. They're just kind of a. They. they I need to see more physicality from the the Tar Heels defense because these are some physical teams they're playing. Uh, they get a bye week. They host Syracuse. Jason Beck, the new offensive coordinator. See this. This is a win though. This. This is a, way, a game they could win. So give me back at home. Yeah. Coming off the bye, I agree. And this is a nice little stretch of schedule here. These next five games or so pretty sweet mid season, uh, you know, group of games here. So I got to move in the two and three. You got them at three and two. Correct. They then host the Miami hurricanes and Mario Cristobal. I saw the ACC's uh, media today put out that uh, North Carolina, I'm sorry, that Miami was projected fourth in the ACC. I don't know how they, (laughs) I don't know how they dictate all this stuff every uh, year. But uh, yeah, I'm taking North Carolina. I think North Carolina's just a better team right now, so I I can't take they, Miami until I see it. UNC has won four in a row in the series. Now I will say three of those four games were all by a field goal, so they've been close games with UNC. They've been pretty entertaining games the last five years or so. But um, at home, I'm gonna go UNC again. So now I got them back. Look, well they started one and three. Now they're back to three and three. Let's go. And the Virginia Cavaliers, the oldest rivalry in the South. They come to town. Virginia, I think, is going to be terrible this year. It's a win. Yeah, it's awful. Five and two for me. Four and three for me. Then they head down to Atlanta to take on Georgia Tech. This is tricky. It's tricky because Georgia Tech's beat the piss out of them. The past, well, no, last year was a close game, but North Carolina blew a seventeen nothing lead. I think it was. Uh, Georgia Tech's won two in a row and four out of the last five. Surprisingly, because oh obviously UNC has been the better team, but on the road too. I almost feel like we got to take Georgia Tech based off that nugget, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm sticking to my logic of you know their favorite in this, I'm taking Carolina. I'm with you. I, I was on the fence there. I'm with you. So that then puts them at uh, for me. Damn, that's four straight wins, five and three, six and two for me. And remember, if they lose to Carolina and Minnesota, I only have them with one loss in conference at Pitt. All right. Now they host the Campbell Camels and Mike Minter. Uh, I think this is a win. Yeah. So, wow. The hottest team in the sport right now, right? Uh, five straight wins, uh, sitting there at six and three, and only one Four, loss. Four, seven, and two if you're listening to myself. Yeah. Yeah, and uh and certainly possible. Broke up. Be, broke up for a second. Keep going. Yeah, certainly possible to be seven and two. Uh but the the Duke Blue Devils come to town. And I know I I I, I know you have North Carolina winning this one. Um, no. <laughs> I, last year was a crazy Wrong. game. Um I'll take Carolina. I'll take Carolina. I'm, I'm taking Duke here. I'm taking Duke. Now gr- remember what Colby said to start the show. I am a Duke fan, but D- Duke had every chance to win this last year in Durham. They squandered that away. Revenge angle here. I have Duke winning this. I'll take Carolina, but I think it's probably a one score game. Uh, then they had to the Clemson, South Carolina to take on the Tigers and Garrett Riley and Kay Klubnik. Uh That's a loss. 
Yeah. So uh, the season ends with two tough road games at Clemson at NC state. I don't have them beating Clemson on the road. No way. Again, Clemson, the far superior um, physical, physical team. And that's what UNC struggles with. Well, back to back, they play two physical teams at NC state. So now they head across town to Raleigh Carter Finley stadium, to take on Dave Doran and NC state. I mean, I favor NC state, but I, I mean, that game was crazy. That, these games have been crazy. Every year, a, pretty much. It's kind of a hard team to forecast because you kind of have a lot of 50, 50 games. Yeah. You have, in my opinion, like uh, you could say there's only one, there's only one surefire loss and that's at Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. But there's right. probably only two, there's only two surefire wins and that's Campbell and UVA. Yeah. You're right. So, wide variance, especially with their history with Georgia tech. Normally you would say Georgia yeah. tech, but right. Um, I'm on the under though. I think seven and five is probably what they're going to do. They, That's the same record I had. I, I could see eight and four. So a potential push depending on where you get it at, but winning nine again, I don't know if that's in the cards. You know what's interesting though is if they win that Duke game on November 11th and the schedule goes the way I see it. Yeah. Or if they beat Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh game's huge. Oh, it's very possible too. I mean, UNC could get to 9. Uh, this is not one of my favorite plays. I like a lot of plays in the ACC. This isn't one of them. Well, hang on, hang on. Uh, let me build you the case of this though. If they beat Pitt like you have them doing. Mhm. You don't have them losing a game in the conference then until November. Well, the last three. But similar to last my year. My point is, is that they could, if they were just to get one of those, I think that might seal their fate to make the ACC championship game. If they were to beat Pitt and Duke and only lose to Clemson and NC State, then uh, they could be right in the mix there. Yeah, depending that's what on I'm saying what, what the other teams do for sure. Uh, that, 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 that UNC NC state game could be, could be huge. Cause yeah, because yeah, they, I don't th- I don't, as many good games they've had, I don't think any of them was, for, for, was a chance where both team where either team could make the ACC championship game. And that it could be the case this year. Not saying that Florida state will have something to say with this. Louisville might have something to say about it, but well, we'll at, see. Well, well, that's, what's so interesting is everyone's calling for Florida state and Clemson. The fact that Louisville, uh, Louisville, North Carolina, and NC State don't play Florida State. I almost think it's highly unlikely if if Florida State loses to Clemson that we see them in the in the in the the ACC championship just because of the tiebreaker. I don't know how they're going to end up working that. My point though is is that North Carolina is right now plus a thousand uh, over on DraftKings to win the ACC championship. I mean, imagine see, the, that's a problem is to win it. But what if that means? beating Clemson in the championship game. I got no problem with them getting there. They just did it last year, but go ahead. Hear me out. All right. We, 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 I called for Clemson to lose at NC state. Yeah. What if Clemson's not in it? <laughs> what if it is, what if NC state is, you know, I mean, I know this is a, this is a, a big time. What if, but I'm just saying it could come down to a tricky scenario like that. I think you, if you're a North Carolina fan or, or you feel good about this football team, maybe you sprinkle a little bit. I'm saying this as someone that just said, I think they're seven and five, but I could also see it. I could easily build you a case where they go uh, in conference. They could run the table until the final two weeks. And I mean, even if they lose to Clemson, I think there's a shot. They could win at NC state. That game went to overtime a year ago. Well, of course, of yeah. course. I mean, we just said they, there's only one for sure loss and that's at Clemson. So, I mean, 10 and two is within the realm of possibility. There's a wide variance on this team. That's why I'm going to stay away as far as actually betting it. I'm not going to, even though I, I lean the under, I'm not going to bet it. I do lean the under as well. Uh, let me th- I'm going to have to think on this a little more, think on this a little more for that preseason locks episode, but no, uh, uh, it's not on mine. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel pretty good about the under uh, considering the offensive shift, you know, chip Lindsay coming in. I, I, I'm not thrilled about that hire. And then the fact that the defensive side of the ball has been so, so crazy. And remember they don't get, I mean, I guess they get UVA and Georgia tech and Syracuse. So I guess you could say, well, they got three, they don't get Boston yeah, they, college. They don't get Virginia they dodge, tech. Yeah. They dodge, dodge Louisville. Uh, Dodge Florida State, so it's not the it's not the worst schedule in the world. Uh, I will say, out of conference, though, it's pretty challenging. 
Very challenging. Very challenging. So uh, look, before we, we're both on the under, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour to talk about his experiences at Chapel Hill and Keenan Memorial stadium. So with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, North Carolina Tar Heels 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. Yes, you should follow his Twitter account because Michael goes to like five, six, seven games a week, and he's been to every single FBS stadium, documents all of his travels, been the most of the FCS. I feel like D two, D three. Who knows if you if you ask him, I, I bet you he's been to more stadiums than pretty much pretty much any human I've ever known. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, talking a little North Carolina football here, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, Colby. Uh, Three hundred and five college football games since twenty seventeen, so I'll put that up against anybody and. Uh, I have a good memory of a game I went to at Keenan Memorial. So let's talk about North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, look, that's more than Musburger. I have a feeling, and Musburger's been to a lot. But uh, uh, yeah, I've been to Keenan Memorial, but never for a game. We got to check out the stadium, went there. But, uh, you know, uh, tell me about the history of the stadium. So it opened in 1927. Uh, the original capacity was 24,000. Uh, currently, it's up to 51,000. There's been some renovations uh, which reduced capacity recently. The record crowd was uh, 62,000 versus Florida State. Uh, in 1998, they did a, a West End Zone edition, which created a horseshoe. At the time, Keenan was one of very few uh, FBS stadiums that did not have permanent in zone seats. And in 2011, they opened the Louder Milk Center, which fully enclosed the stadium. Uh, that center had 3,000 additional club seats, suites, et cetera. And one of the coolest touches they've done in the last couple of years is made every seat except the student um, section Carolina Blue. And it just looks really cool to offset the, the stadium. So um, that's kind of the progress so far for Keenan. Yeah, and and look, I know there's speculation whether they're in the ACC or not. They're saw highly; they would be highly sought after by the Big Ten or SEC, and they have that Jordan money and Nike money. Uh, so, I mean, and and to me, they've kind of underachieved on the football field, from my experience. I mean, from my like past thirty years, they've had some really good fucking players. But uh, t- tell me, how many times you've been to the stadium? So I've been there, visited like you a few times, but only one game. And uh, it was interesting. It was during COVID. And at the time, the governor of North Carolina was only allowing 7% capacity in stadiums in North Carolina. So uh, when you do the math, there was 1,400 fans allowed. And it was impossible to find a ticket. And I needed to go to that game because it was the only, in my quest to see a game at every stadium, it was the only stadium that week that I had not seen a game. And I tracked tickets and maybe Wednesday or Thursday, one or two popped up on StubHub and it was $725 to go watch a regular season game, uh, North Carolina against Wake Forest. And fortunately, I don't know if you can ever get your money for 725, but that game was ridiculous. It was 59-53 shootout, North Carolina beat Wake Forest and two phenomenal quarterback performances. Sam Howell threw for 550 yards and six touchdowns. And Sam Hartman uh, recently traveled, transferred to Notre Dame, threw for 429 yards and four touchdowns. So um, probably the most entertaining game with 1,400 fans you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, I remember that game because uh, I, I, I uh, played a DFS lineup that got, uh, that got some, some serious cash uh, because I rostered a lot of players in that game. And wow, that was a fantastic game to watch back and forth. Uh, a lot of fireworks there. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a cool stadium. It's a cool stadium. I, I love the fact uh, obviously that it's outdoors. And then, you know, just uh, the fact that I feel like North Carolina is a sleeping giant. Like I feel like they, if they just the, 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 the high school football that's played within the state, very good, very underrated. I think uh, if they could just, uh, you know, perhaps take down Clemson or Florida state, one of these years, I think they could really build something special there. Obviously Raleigh doesn't have a, a pro football team. So uh, Raleigh and chapel Hill, that whole area, the, uh, the medical triangle. Uh, so I think that could be a huge moment for them. If, if Mac Brown's able to do it, 
man, maybe I'll catch you at a game sometime at uh, you know, in Chapel Hill there. Um, at Keenan Memorial Stadium. So uh, appreciate you hopping on the show, Michael, to talk about this. And uh, yeah, please uh, let me know next time you're in the area and maybe I will meet you there. Yeah, week two looks good. App State traveling to North Carolina, revenge game from that crazy game in Boone last year. So maybe that one or maybe another one down the road. But uh, appreciate being on as always, Colby. Anytime, brother. And yeah, that game was great. I mean, last time they played there in Chapel Hill, App State won. Uh, quite a great game. Uh, but take care, Michael. Everyone should go give him a follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour because Michael does, I'm telling you, it's the best Twitter page. If you love college football or just stadiums in general, you should give him a follow at CFB Campus Tour. Thanks again, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you, Colby. Take care, brother. Michael Barker, Keenan Memorial Stadium, NC Nick. Research Triangle Park, not medical, but close ah, enough, whatever man. the fuck. You know what I mean? They got a triangles. All right. Uh, who cares? <laughs> right? Like, let's let's get it right. All right. Keenan Memorial. That's what I want to talk about. All right. They they gonna build a triangle there? <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't the know. Triangle I, of success. A, a triangle <laughs> of success. What does he say? And meet the meet the parents. We're in the pyramid or something like that. Uh, something. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass of trust. right now. Yeah. Pyramid of trust, something like that. Uh, but anyway, buddy, uh, look, I mean, Keenan Memorial, you've been, you've been to a game, right? No, I haven't actually. I've been to a basketball <laughs> game at UNC, but dude, that's enemy territory for me. I, I got no desire to go there. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting folks. Look, he's at NC underscore underscore N I C K on Twitter. You could direct all your hate there. Uh, Carolina fans. So uh, please do that. Give him a follow or, or not. I don't care. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> tell him to tell him to kiss ass and die. I don't care. Right. Uh, look, uh, the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give, give me a follow. All right. Uh, there, there you go. And uh, get, uh, give the college football experience a follow hop on over to iTunes. Give us five star review. All right. I know we're both on the under, but I mean, I don't feel great about it. I could be wrong. I locked up North Carolina last year, all right? And it hit. So, you know, we've been good to you guys, all right? Uh, look, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. Maybe there's some Campbell Campbell fans, some North Carolina Central fans. Won the Celebration Bowl. How about hold on, let's talk about the great state of North Carolina. You got NC State, good team. Wake, good team. North Carolina, good team. Uh, Duke, good team. Biff Pogey and Charlotte, they seem like they found the guy, right? App State, good team. Uh, Gardner Webb went to the FCS playoffs. They're good. Davidson went to the FCS playoffs. They're good. Campbell's been recruiting really at at, at a really high level. Hodge Malik Williams is back. Elon went to the FCS playoffs. And East Carolina's not really. Well, it's not really good as ECU. No, no, no. You and East Carolina is better than them all. All right. So, uh, and and you're wearing a UNC Wilmington hat. How about they start their football? Get program? your football program, UNC Dub. Come on. And Greensboro. All right. And Greensboro. And I didn't even mention North Carolina A and T. They're not a bad team either. So, uh, folks, North Carolina football alive and well. And maybe the Tar Heels can be a beacon of light. And uh, you know, win the ACC this year and lead the way for the great state of North Carolina. But I'm on the under. NC Nick's on the under. And uh, folks, subscribe to the to the Sports Gambling Podcast as well. Get the SGP and app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. Go check out that Phil Steele interview we just did, uh, talking all things college football. And uh, yeah, um, till 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 next time. Till next time. This is the college go. football experience. UNC Tar Heels. 2023 season preview. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run.